It's our uh, Badger Hockey Insider, Barry Richter. So, Barry, we're a morning first off. Hey, Barry. So, here, question for you. We're uh, trying to come up with uh, a nickname for the Badger uh, defense on their incredible start. Did uh, did your group have a nickname? You know, was it whether it was your line or your entire team? Like, did did you have a did your Badgers have a nickname back in the day, Bear? We had uh, we had seven seniors when we won it, so they were called the Magnificent Magnificent Seven. Nice, Ooh. nice. So, did you like that nickname? Uh, it was probably good for that era. <laughs> That's a good answer. So, Barry, should we have should we have a nickname based around Badger football and like on the field, or do you think we should be you know try to tie in incorporate some Wisconsin uh, here in this nickname? I think we got to wait for a couple weeks, then we get that nickname out, don't you think? Well, that's what a couple of people said. Said, how about wait till after Ohio State? Yeah, let's wait for after Ohio State, then we can start labeling something. I'm all right with that. Well, we I'm just got right. one in. Ob says, "What about Leonard's Legends or the Not in My House Gang?" <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, we'll I keep. I have to think about that one. I got. I want to get creative. I don't. I don't want to throw something out there that sucks. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, thank you, Barry. Uh, all right, I'll tell you who doesn't suck. Cole Caulfield. Uh, I mean, there's a lot I want to get to from the weekend. But, Barry, how about the greatest start for a freshman in college hockey since the modern era? Four goals in the first two games. You know, we talked about this incredible freshman class last week. And, man, what a start, eh? Yeah, what a start. And, uh, and to do it on the road. So, you're well, one, you're playing against a top-notch team in Boston College. Uh, but you're also playing on the road. So, and then, and then to do it again the second night is is just fabulous. And uh, and and what I've heard is that there's just tons of media at that first game, all coming down from Montreal and interviewing the poor kid, you know, before the games and everything. And just, I mean, there's going to be an entourage sort of following these guys, these first rounders, especially Cole Caulfield, who got drafted by Montreal. And so anytime uh, a Canadian NHL team gets a first rounder, they're going to be following them during the season. Does that get distracting for, you know, the, the clubhouse, Barry? I mean, it can be, and uh, and that's how you remember Strobe sort of addressed it. You know, I hear you have these guys, like you guys asked the question, is it is it distracting? You have a, a player there that's going to be making a million dollars in 12 months. You know, so can that be distracting? And that's up to them to make sure that the, these kids are grounded and, and they're playing in the here and now and making sure they're helping their team in the present and not worrying about what's in the future. You never know what can happen. I mean, that's that's why it's so important for these kids to go to school and make sure they're staying in school because you never know when that can be taken away from you. Uh, visiting with our Badger Hockey Insider, Barry Richter. So let's look back uh, at the weekend, and Barry, uh, on Friday night, you, you mentioned it, it's a top-ten opponent in Boston College. Uh, Badgers coming up short, then a massive bounce back uh, on Saturday against Merrimack, scoring 11 goals. So you get the split. I think you always say, you know, on road series, now these are different because it was one-on-one, one, but is the goal on road series to always at least get a split? I mean, do you say mission accomplished, or did they leave something on the ice, you know, Friday night against B.C.? Yeah, I think it's I think it's mission accomplished when this is the first time they're playing against real competition. So uh, them being on the road, them having the young team. You know, they played against Boston College. They had eight seniors in the lineup, where UW had none. They had no one, no seniors in the lineup for for Wisconsin. So um, there's things that they do need to tidy up. And, you know, make make me no no mistake. And there's going to be a, a great measuring stick this weekend with uh, Minnesota Duluth coming in. But they're exciting to watch. I think one thing they got to temper is this excitement with offensive uh, with their offensive ability. And so when you have young players on your team. 
you know, and and, and the D are, you know, they're they're sophomores and juniors, so they're they're a little bit established. But the freshmen, you know, are the forwards. You know, the first rounders and Dylan Holloway, who's going to be a first rounder next year. So when they have that offensive ability, you get a little excited. And what happens? You start to maybe fit, you know you have to you feel like you have to dazzle out there. You feel like you have to do something, you know, that's going to get it going. And sometimes you don't, you know, think about what's happening in your zone. So and nowadays in the game of hockey. You need all five skaters to be able to play in the defensive zone to help out. You can't. It's not just about the defenseman and the goalie. It's all five. It's the three forwards that are collapsing. There's a lot more collapsing down in front of the net. And so if you're if you're leaving a little bit early or you don't get the puck out, that's where you have troubles in your own zone. All right, let's look ahead now to this weekend, Barry, and uh, a, a couple of interesting storylines for this series uh, with Minnesota Duluth. I mean, the, the most obvious is this is the two-time defending national champion uh and then you can go to the the fact that they were stunned at home by UMass Lowell and have not the number one ranked team coming in then if you want another storyline you can throw in the old WCHA rivalry uh WCHA rivalry like what what's your biggest storyline of this this big series this weekend yeah, I like I like the old rivalry with WCHA teams. I mean, that's that's who we played. We we they would come down here for two games. We'd go up there for two games, and and you got to give credit for you know when we played them, Duluth was the average team, but now they're they're top notch. They're one of the best. I mean, winning the last two years and then three years ago they got second. You know, they they were runner up as national champions. So you got to give Coach Scott Sandlin credit for what he's done at Duluth. I am really really excited. It's the home opener. It's a great challenge to see. You know where where Wisconsin is at with their young players. Um, you know Tony Granado. You got to give him credit. He has embraced scheduling great non-conference uh, teams. You know this is important. It's important for the standings. They're playing against all these ranked teams. The following weekend, you got Clarkson, who you know people don't really know this team from out east. They're no, they're ranked number tenth right now. So there's a lot to be said for you know Wisconsin hockey playing against really good teams. So hopefully there's a lot of support this weekend. Barry, what's it like? You know when you got a good team coming in, uh, the vibe leading up to it. Like what what are they doing preparation? Does anything change during practice, or is it you know normal as they go? Is there a different vibe in the clubhouse? What is it like? Yeah, there's a little bit different vibe. You're gonna to have to say that. I mean, this is this is not just a normal team coming in. This is this is a team that you know has established itself as a, as one of the best college hockey teams in the in the last three years. So the, everyone knows that, and and they all know that they have a recipe there at Duluth where they're bringing in players that are staying for three or four years. Maybe the players aren't. Uh, you know, they're, uh, they're they're obviously getting players from Minnesota area and. And through you have like three or four, I guess four or five colleges from Minnesota that are D1. So there is going to be a different vibe. Um, it's going to be interesting how they're going to attack it because there's not too much film that they can look at, you know, as the season's only one week old. But hopefully there's a lot of showing. There's a lot of energy from the fans from the from the startup because you're, it's rare to get a, a team like this coming in that is not in your in your conference and it has an old rivalry. You know, we were talking uh, talking with our Badger Hockey Insider, Barry Richter. We were talking about last weekend, Barry, and the, and the start for Caulfield, which is uh, record-setting with four goals in, in two games. Uh, look at some of the other stars, right? The other, the big uh, freshman, and Turcotte, he has a two-goal game, you know, on Saturday night. Keandre Miller, uh, one of the bigger names coming back for Wisconsin, he has two games. Uh, I mean, what, what stood out for you besides, you know, the play of Caulfield? Obviously, some of the other big names also having a big weekend for Wisconsin last weekend. 
Yeah, they did. You can't just, it's not just all about Cole Caulfield. Obviously, he had a, a big weekend, but yeah, Turcotte had two goals, another first rounder for the Los Angeles Kings. And then, uh, Keandre Miller, like you said, you know, he's, he's a, he's, he's a sophomore, big defenseman, six foot four, covers a lot of, a lot of ice. And so I'm, I'm interested to see how he is in both ends of the rink, right? You know, as a defenseman, you know, you have to you have to be very good in your own end, get the puck out, and so I'm interested to see how that's going to be this weekend because that's what they need against this team. They need to break out clean against Duluth. You can't just you can't be in your in your zone. Bad things happen when you're in their zone more than 15 seconds. So, and then the other thing is Dylan Holloway. Don't forget about Dylan Holloway out there. I mean, this is this kid wears number four. He's going to be a first round pick, top seven, probably first round pick. He's from Canada. He's only he just turned 18, so we got to make sure that uh, with the fans that are watching him, watch number four out there. He's going to be a very very good player, and uh, he's another weapon that the that the Badgers have. Barry, let me ask you, man. Leading up to a big game like this, were you superstitious? Because I know a lot of you hockey guys are superstitious. Were you superstitious? You know, during your playing days. Yeah, it's all a routine, right? I mean, it's just the same thing, and, and mostly everyone has a routine, and goaltenders have probably. You know, players, some have routine. Like what, was Barry Richter, what was Barry Richter's routine? Never washing his jockey strap during the season. <laughs> well, it's just it's doing the same things you do, right, when you get to the rink two hours before. What are you doing? You're, you're, you're maybe taping up your sticks a certain way. You're setting your sticks in a certain, in a certain spot. You put your skates on, you know, maybe left foot first, and then you're tying them up, right? And then maybe you have to go to the bathroom because you're all nervous because you have to clean You didn't have anything quirky you did, though, Barry? What's that? You didn't have anything quirky you did? Like, oh, no. I mean, I, like I you never watched one quirky. sock or something? Never cut your mullet in season. Never cut the mullet. Never cut the mullet. <laughs> yeah, you That's gotta, how you got to get greasy goals, Barry. You can't get a greasy goal without a mullet. No, exactly. You can't, you can't be looking clean shit <laughs> if you're playing hockey. But the goaltenders... Those guys are you just you stay away from that five foot radius. I mean that's a different story. They have their they have their their pads laid out. They have you know certain things, and if you walk by and you bump into the pads, I mean it's just like you know. Well, can you talk to them? Can you even talk to them, or is it they just like prima donnas before like leading up to it? I wouldn't say they're prima donnas. They're just like they're just focused <laughs> in a different way, man. I mean, and then and then you'll have the real rare goalie that's just sort of a good guy that's just like, hey, whatever, you know, just water off the back type of thing. So, but for the most part, the goaltenders are dialed in. They want to make sure they're just they're thinking about things. They're visualizing saves. You know, they're, they'll talk a little bit, but it's it's like you sort of just stay away from those guys. Uh, I love it. Hey, uh, real quick before I let you go, uh, back to the Duluth thing. You know, you'd, we had talked about the you know the two national titles, three straight trips to the you know the national championship. You know, you're talking about a team, Minnesota Duluth, from you know the old you know the broken up WCHA. You know, we're looking here in, in Wisconsin, and you know the Big Ten, and you know how does the Big Ten hockey, a relatively new conference, fit in? You know, you have you know powerhouses like you know Wisconsin Minnesota Ohio State Michigan like how Barry has Duluth done this to to take a team from you know northern Minnesota and turn it into a, a you know a dynasty right now in college hockey yeah i think you got to look at like i said Scott Sandlin who's the head coach there uh he has done a phenomenal job uh everything i've heard about him is is just uh, great things right in terms of recruiting in terms of you know, uh, how he operates during the season and how he uh, plays the game or how he has the kids play the game. So, you know, the recipe there is that you're not going to get, you know, at Duluth, you're not going to get these flashy, uh, you know, like the Cole Caulfields and Turcotts coming in, you know, for one year and then taking off. You're just not going to get the kids. You're going to get the kids that are going to be there 
mostly for three years, probably all four years. And so when you have that kind of recipe, you have these kids that are 21, 22, that maybe have been overlooked by other programs and have a chip on their shoulder, you know, when they first started in. But right now, Duluth is not uh, not an overlooked program. The, the secret's out, right? I mean, he obviously what Sandlin is doing, um, you know, other coaches are probably going to try to mimic if they can't get those top-notch kids that come in. They're going to try to build a program that is based on kids that will be there three or four years and that have a little experience. You take a look at Arizona State, you know, no one ever thought that they would come in from a club team to making the NCAA playoffs last year, and they did. And they have sort of the same sort of a setup where they have kids that are maybe older, stronger, a little more mature. Uh, and to that point, you know, I would say outside of Minnesota, because I would say that's got to be the obvious answer, but outside of Minnesota, what, what, who was who or what was your favorite old WCHA Ooh, rivalry? Good question. Yeah, North Dakota was always great. I mean, we always had a, just an awesome uh, rivalry with them. I mean, we, you know, warm-ups, the students were throwing pucks at you. If the puck <laughs> went over the glass, the student would throw it back at you. You had uh, fans throwing dead badgers on after a goal that was scored. You know, then the fan gets hauled off and you know, wait, what? Thrown in jail, yeah, because it was a, you know, a badger was a. They actually a, had a dead badger. Yeah, a badger. Absolutely. No way. How did that? That's kind of, that's kind of weird, Barry. <laughs> no, it's kind of weird. That happened though, and the guy got thrown in jail. But <laughs> I hope we saw, saw a psychiatrist too afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, warm-ups are always crazy. You're skating around, you're looking at the other team. Maybe someone goes over the red line a little bit and, and does something. And I mean, it was pretty intense against North Dakota. So that was definitely at the tops for me. And then always going out, you know, Denver always had a great program too. So what do you think, uh, final thought, what's it going to be? I mean, are you expecting just big crowds, atmosphere? I mean, is, can you get three or four? I mean, do you, do you play for a split? Do you say just get anything against a defending national champion? How, how do you handicap this weekend, Barry? Well, I'd love to see a split. I mean, that would be great. And I'd, I'd also like to see a lot of fans coming out because this is, I mean, you're looking at a great team in Duluth coming in here uh, right in front of you, right in your own barn, right? So... Yeah, and then you have a, a lot of excitement with these young players, so it would be great to get a lot of fans there. The players definitely feed off of it. Tony Granado feeds off of it. This is what they've been trying to shoot for for, for three years, and now we're here. So if we can get a split, split against a team that's top-notch like this, it shows. Because as the season goes along, these guys are still young. As the season goes along, you look at a month or two months, um, I think the team will be even better for the Badgers. I love it, man. Uh, man we'll, we'll, work, we'll work on a new nickname for the current version of uh, Barry Richter's segment for, for next week. What is that? I, I got a week. The... I got to figure it out. <laughs> what is it now? Deep right ocean, now, it's, right it's, it's, it's it's badass with Barry. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right. Thank you, Barry. Thanks, Barry. All right, boys. Have a great See week. See you, buddy. There he is, Barry Richter, former Badger Stanley Cup Olympic champ. Picture it, Ebo. Third and nine. Purdue. You're trying to preserve the fifth shutout of the year. Chris Orr comes through, blows up the play. Boilermakers have to punt, and this. All through Camp Randall, because it's one of Leonard's laser beams. Did you go to, like, an arcade last night or something? No, I went were you to playing, a high school. Were you playing, like, Atari? High school swim meet. Huh. Shout out to D Force, Nick, take it down, Lodi. I like this tweet from JD and MSN. Thank God, uh, Action Zone Radio's ex wives named his kids. I can only imagine what he would come up with. Sincerely, Frank Zappa. Well, we're, you showed me that. That's funny. Um, like, okay, Dweezil Zappa, I have a son. I don't think of Dweezil Miller for my son. 
is a good name, but I don't know, Moon for a girl? There's Moon Moon Zappa? It's not a, what's wrong with Moon? <laughs> and Diva Zappa. There's Dweezel, Moon, Diva, and Ahmet. <laughs> They're different names. That's a little bit. But what would you rather have? Like, you know, uh Mike. Joe, I mean, my name's Joe Miller. Wait, wait, wait my yeah, parents really have put step it out there. outside you know, the box. Might as well have been John Smith. I mean, at least you don't. Wouldn't you rather have something unique? I don't mind those names. I mean, Dweezel. I don't know if I would want to be named Dweezel. I Miller. definitely would not want to be named Dweezel. What were the other ones? Moon, Diva, and Ahmet. Ahmet, and the Diva. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, maybe JB may JD may be onto something. I don't think I'd go that extreme, but yeah, I don't I don't I don't have much Badgers the the defense, the brick squad. I like the brick squad. Yeah. You can't get but it's a brick house and it can be bricks of cheese too. Uh again, we are trying to come up with a uh, a nickname today uh for the Badger defense, uh, because uh, over the weekend Chris Orr uh referred to it as the uh, goose egg gang. Which it, that's good, right? I, I mean, like that. I like, goose, I like goose egg gang. And if that's what it ends up being, no problem with that. We were just saying we want to give them an alternate uh, choice, uh, and then they can decide, you know, whether it's it's goose egg gang or something else. See, I still don't. I still don't mind my first one. No nickname needed. Why do you got to put a gimmick on something that's phenomenal? Well, and we've had other people that said nickname or not, you can't nickname something until after the Ohio State game. Because, well, you can't deny four shutouts, though. And then that's the comeback. I was just going to say, the comeback is, well, wait a minute. What, what, Regardless of what happens in Ohio State, this team still does have four shutouts on the season. You can't undo four shutouts. And you play Illinois this week. You're a 30-point favorite. I'm going to go ahead and say the defense is going to have a pretty good game this week. Uh, you play Purdue, who's a disaster this season. And you play Nebraska, who... I wouldn't know, use the term disaster, but they're nowhere near think. What, what we thought they were going to be. So you could certainly see three or four more games, Ebo, where I think a shutout's at least in play. Yeah, totally. Um, we have a couple. Of, the hell was that? We have a couple here. Uh, Brandon Sales 2 says, the bad boy Badgers. And then Ty Rue Smitty says, no nickname is the best one. Every time there's a sack, though, you do play this. No. <laughs> and if they try to pass for a first down or something, or they, they try to run it and they get sacked or stuffed. No, 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 no. That's going too far. <laughs> no, I no, do no, love no. me some Liam. No. Um, yeah, you know, okay. Well, who was, what was the no, there, were, there was a, the no name defense. You know, could you just be the, no, instead of the, the no name, just the no defense? Just the no defense. That would imply that they didn't have a defense then. That's why you say the no, the no name. Okay. Uh, you say no defense. You're implying that they don't have a no, defense. No, it's just like then the, they'd be the worst defense no, in the land. I don't think so, but I, I mean, I could see it could could uh, could be confusing. Uh, That's a good question from Dominic. What's the most shutouts in a season for any college team? That's a good question. Uh, that is a good question. I I'll look it up. I'm just stunned, uh, Ebo. I, I, I get Nelson. I'm stunned that you aren't down with Leonard's laser beams. No one's down with it. Go look at your Twitter. Yeah, poll. Yeah, like I saw 11 votes on your Twitter poll, all for no. Last I checked. Okay, now it's up to forty-three votes, and, uh, <laughs> and you know, not we. We'll put and ninety-one percent say no. Yeah, that means we have nine geniuses out there. Uh, what the? It's the opposite of a genius. What's the opposite of the Mensa Club? The Super Mensa Club, like no, the like, opposite. Uh, beyond Mensa, I don't think you can say it on the radio anymore. <laughs> but that's what it is. 
Uh, it's six... the special club. Oh, stop it. Uh, hey, this th- that's that Nelson. poll's only been in the field for 15 minutes. I have confidence that the truth and righteousness will prevail and that Leonard's laser beams. Well, Obi says celebrities name their kids weird names so they don't have to change it when they all become strippers. <laughs> Did they come? Celebrities' kids become strippers? Uh, well, that one chick from... Um, Not sure who just called in, but uh, they said, call them the zip line, and then they hung up. The zip line? Okay. I guess I would need more more. I was uh, going to say, oh, that one that one lady that was in like my childhood is now so strange. Uh, this one lady that was in Full House, she now does, does porn. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Guess I gotta, well, now you do. I know I what you're I doing gotta, tonight. I was just going to say, i got to get caught up on my porn viewing, apparently. Uh, all right, we will uh, visit with our uh, friend Monte Ball. Uh, you know, we had the discussion last week, Badger, best Badger running back of all time, and uh, Monte, of course, was in the field. You know, you look at his season where he was a Heisman finalist, set the single-season touchdown record. Uh, you have Ron Dane, who has the all-time record for rushing. You had Melvin Gordon, who had the second-best season for rushing yards ever. And we don't know where this thing's ending for Jonathan Taylor. Um, you hope it ends for a Heisman. Uh, right now, he's third in the nation in rushing, first in touchdowns. So, Taylor, you know, we talked about this, Eva, which I still can't get over. That Melvin Gordon had the second greatest season in the history of college football as a running back. And that wasn't good enough to win the Heisman. I mean, right. look, Marcus Mariota had a nice year. He just got benched for Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> it's true. He had a nice year when he won the Heisman, but the comparison would be, did Marcus Mariota have the second best season ever as a college football quarterback? And the answer obviously is no, Oof. nowhere close. So if Melvin, Go- and I can't wait to hear Monte's. And by the way, Monte, who had 40 touchdowns this season, he was a Heisman finalist, finished fourth. So if Monte Ball finishes fourth with 40 touchdowns, Melvin Gordon finishes second with 2,500 rushing yards. What does Jonathan Taylor have to do this season to legitimately think that for us to think he's got a shot at the Heisman Trophy? I know, right? Uh, he just got to keep turning heads. Um, I saw him getting some national pub last night, too. Here I go. I found the, the question to Dominic's answer. How many shutouts there's been uh, record-wise in college football? This will never fall. It'll never be broken. Uh, from 1938 to 1940, Tennessee had 17 shutouts in a row. Yeah, it's probably not going to fall. Never, that's never going to fall. The streak started November 30th, 1938, when it blanked Tennessee Chattanooga 45 to nothing. It didn't end until October 19th, 1940, when Alabama scored 12 points in a loss to the Vols 27 to 12. That will never fall. Uh, 608-321-1670. Uh, so if okay, so if you don't like you don't like Leonard's laser beams, it's not just me; it's everybody. Well, it's not everybody that would be besides the nine special people. Right now, it's a majority, but that's very early in that polling. And I think some of those could easily be considered Joe Miller burners because who else would vote for that? Um, <laughs> that's a good point. Like uh, what up, Bab tweets me at Actions on Air. It says, "I can only think of Doctor Evil." Laser. I mean, who doesn't love lasers? I mean, everyone loves lasers to a degree, but not when you're trying to name a defense that's so nasty, the nastiest in the land. Okay, what about Leonard's Lucky Lads? No. Leonard's, I'd rather go with that lasers. implies that they're lucky that they're good. Leonard's le- Leonard's Leaping Lads. Because they're always like jumping over here's the a nickname. Here's blockers. a nickname for the Badgers. Thank God Joe Miller didn't give us a nickname. Leonard's leaping. Hey, that kind of works. Yeah, that, that works better, doesn't it? Leonard's leaping lads. 
Call us whatever you want. Just don't let Joe Miller name us. The Badgers defense. Leonard's Lizards. Just shut it down. Uh, Tom, welcome to the Joe and Ebo show. Do you guys do Leonard's Leopards yet? Yeah, see, there you go, Tom. I like it. The Lepers? No, Leopards. Tom, what do you think of Leonard's Laser Beams? Joe Miller's nicknames are like Lepers. No one wants to be around them. It's burning me. Yeah, like it's so hot you can't even touch it, Tom, right? It's illuminating. Get some penicillin for that, Tom. I'm with you, Tommy. I wanted to mention uh, pitching in baseball. It seems like the Nationals built the organization based on good pitching. There might be a lesson in that. How do you feel about the Nats getting to the World Series? Well, I'm glad because I think the, you know, we have a rivalry that's huge with St. Louis, and but the, they definitely did it on their massive pitching quality. You know, one guy after another is really good, and I think the lesson is there that uh, we need that and we know that. So there's the goal. Uh, Tom, did you know that the Brewers were four outs away from beating the Nationals? Absolutely. But <clears throat> they really stymied us, too, with their quality. And so, you know, we were close, but close gets you nothing these days. So. Unless it's horseshoes or hand grenades, yeah. right, Tommy? Tom, they, should have played, they shouldn't have pitched Hater in the eighth. I don't know if you saw that game, how it ended. Hater got rocked in the eighth. Well, and that had happened a bunch of times, so... <laughs> My thing with counsel is Damn it sometimes it. depends on people to do something, and when they're not doing it, mm. you let them keep trying. Yeah. And uh, he, we had a lot of examples of that last year. So, What's worse, understand. Hater trying to find the strike zone of that game or Joe trying to find a nickname? <laughs> Joe's found a nickname. It's Le- <laughs> Leonard's Laser Beams. It was way more depressing to watch Hater fumble than Joe. Joe Joe's, fumble on there. Joe's more lovable when he fumbles. Well, thank you, Tom. Thanks, I think Tom. I t- I think that's a compliment. Uh, I appreciate that. I don't know if it was. Uh, all right, 608-321-1670. So seriously, before we get to Monte then, and that's my first question is, you you had one of the greatest seasons ever. It was fourth. Melvin Gordon had one of the greatest seasons ever. He was second. Uh, what is Jonathan Taylor? I mean, we're halfway home. Right now, Taylor's got eight, 14 rushing, four rushing. So he's got 18 touchdowns. So he's... With halfway to go, he is on, you know, he's halfway to Monte Ball's 40. Uh, he'd have to really pick up the yardage. I mean, that 80 kind of hurt the cause. Uh, he's at 825 rushing yards. So if you just extrapolate that out for, I mean, he'd be just under 1,700. He'd have to, I mean, look, he's going to have to get north of 2,000. Yeah. Rush. So he's going he to have. Before the last, before the game last week, I think he was on pace for 42 touchdowns. I don't know what his pace is right now. It'd be 36. So, and he's on pace for 17, which is still, I mean, look, if he gets a 30-plus touchdown season and 1,600-plus yards, that's still incredible. Well, I'm just trying to say, to win the Heisman, you have to do something apparently that's never been done, and even then some. Because Monte Ball had done something that had never been done. Well, he was a Heisman finalist, right? Right. And it was, what, RG3 won it. He was fourth. Andrew Luck, the Honey Badger, and what, Trent Richardson, I think? Yeah. yeah. He tied for fourth. Uh, and then Gordon had the second, only Barry Sanders by like 80 yards ever had more rushing yards in a season. And Marcus Mariota almost swept like every first place vote that year. So I don't, what, what, I don't even know what you would do if you're uh, Jonathan Taylor this well, season. Well, I mean, he's, he's got a lot of good pub coming his way because now he's first team uh, midseason All-American for the AP. You know, he's, he's beasting out. I know that 80 yards kind of hurt him, but he still had two touchdowns in that game. Isn't that crazy to say 80 yards hurt him, but he still had two touchdowns? Right. Um, he's getting the national publicity. He was on, I think, with Scott Van Pelt last night or something like that. I saw him on a national show. 
So he's getting the pub out there. I don't really see him running a big. Do you have to? Do you think you have to run a big campaign to really get people to turn their heads? Yeah, and say, I think, and sadly, you do. They don't go like. Remember who was the like? We're night. I think it maybe was Mariota Nelson. You remember who was like? We're like Nike. They were putting like ads in Times Square and like buying billboards. I know Nike's a couple times gotten behind, you know, like Nike school athletes. I think it maybe was Mariota. I'm not sure. I know there are people running campaigns though. No, you're you're right. I mean, when I was in the 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 guy that would you know go to press conference guy, and I was sports reporter guy a lifetime ago. I would get all the. You should ask. We should ask Zach this question. I don't. It's you know now with the internet, it's a little different. But you know back in like the late. Doesn't 90s, the university have to spend the money for you to do it? Right. Yeah. And I would get you'd get press kits like back in the nineties, um, and you get like an envelope, and it'd be like a little pop up of you know. I don't to pick your you know pick your quarterback from Notre Dame in the late nineties or pick your running back from Michigan or Ohio State and it'd be like a little bio and like a little sticker or a coffee mug to like promote so and so's Heisman campaign. Now it's different because you got Twitter and you got Instagram and you got Facebook and you got Snapchat and you could just send out a you know post Instagram for five million people to see about Jonathan Taylor. Back then it was this thing called snail mail. Yeah, where they had to mail you a, and- a press guide. Um, yeah, I saw I saw the thing. I think you voted in it too. It was like you can vote for your Heisman candidate, right. and Jonathan Taylor is one of the candidates, and you know everyone's voting in that. So, you know, the use of going viral on social media definitely helps when a viral or a, a Heisman campaign. It's so crazy that they just don't look at the numbers and be like, well, here's the numbers and what they did, and let's decide it that way. Why do you have to? Why do you have to run a campaign with Twitter ads and billboards and Facebook ads? It, I agree. It's it's hokey, uh, and maybe it's changing a bit. I just wonder again what. Can Jonathan Taylor do? What does he have to do to really be in this thing? If you want to uh, jump in, 608-321-1670. Nick, welcome to the Joe and Evo Show. Hey, fellas. What's up? What's up, buddy? He's chilling, man. Um, so in regards to a couple things, one on uh, Jonathan Taylor winning the Heisman, I, I got a feeling he doesn't stand a chance this year, um, considering you know all the national media that uh, everybody else seems to be getting. doesn't matter what numbers he puts up. It's not going to get him get the job done. If he had Ohio State on his uniform or Alabama on his uniform, For sure. it'd be a total um i got a feeling the only chance for him to win the heisman is to do exactly what ron dane did and come back for his senior year and then they'll give him the heisman for yeah be a lifetime achievement award exactly yeah yeah. um as far as nicknames for the defense i got two comical ones and one serious so the first comical one is jimmy's jimmy's (laughs) (laughs) um the other one would be you know what what doesn't get scored on jimmy's chassis belt say that again Jimmy's chastity belt, things things that don't get scored, <laughs> don't get scored on. on. <laughs> there you go. Um, but I think it should be, you know, let's stick with Leonard here because it is his defense. It's, you know, there's great guys on this team, but it's really the scheme that he comes up with. It's going to be Jimmy's immovable object or Jimmy's unstoppable force. What do you uh, think of lasers? Yeah, what do you think of uh, Leonard's laser beams, Nick? Trash. <laughs> Come on! Hey, Nick, how'd Nick! you do? Did you do Iron Man? Oh, I did, yeah. How'd you do, buddy? Um, I, I finished, no crashing. Uh, I ran a three forty three marathon off the bike. Um, felt really good. So, hey Nick, uh, did you see the hey, guy? Congratulations! That's by the way. amazing. Thank did you, you see yeah. the guy who broke the marathon in under two hours this weekend? So let me re- let, let, let me correct that. He didn't break it. He he ran it. It doesn't count as a world record because he had drafters and he What's had a, a, a team of people that it doesn't count. However, don't let's not take credit away. Um, it was an Im- impressive run. The women's world record, however, was broken down in Chicago this last weekend. Nick, that is an impressive that's run. Impre- but then that guy that what Joe just was talking about, didn't he run like 
Well, how fast was he running miles? Wasn't like four or something? Four thirty-three. That's insane. <laughs> What's Try a drafter? What's a drafter? Nelson hasn't uh, run so, twenty-six so, miles in his life, Nick. So imagine having somebody stand in front of you for the entire race, blocking the wind. <laughs> so in theory, wouldn't that guy be faster? No, but keep in mind what they were doing is they were rotating these guys out, so somebody would only run like six miles at a time. So how would they catch up? Would they or they just? No, no it was it was loops. So they, oh. they would they would do it in loops, and they 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 had this thing mapped out perfectly in Vienna, where you know there were no sharp right hand turns. It was it was large roundabouts, and you know there was a group of like six guys in front, completely drafting. <laughs> they couldn't veer five inches off it. I mean, there was so much science that went into this. It was drafting incredible. in marathon. You know what makes it even more incredible, Nick? Is Forrest Gump ran across the country twice with no drafting. That that is and and with one pair of shoes. Yeah, and when he was hungry, he <laughs> ate, and when he was tired, he slept. Uh, thank you, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Brother at a hockey game. Welcome to the Joe Nevo Show. Uh, yeah, I I have a way for t- uh, Taylor to win the Heisman Trophy. I'm listening. Uh, well, he needs to go. He needs to go off on, on national television for one fifty against the Ohio State. Yeah. Then the then the Ooh. people will take him seriously. Otherwise, than that, if he you know if he has another sixty to seventy yard game, or if they hold him back, then they'll just say, ah, you know, he he uh, had a lot of stats against uh, uh, teams that weren't so good. Oh, and, and the other thing is, Wisconsin has to run the table, so they, he he has to have a big game against Ohio State, and Wisconsin has to go undefeated. Hey, Nick, uh, hey, brother, what do you think of uh, Leonard's laser beams? Tell me that's not just a genius nickname for the Badger D. No, I think that makes Leonard lame. <laughs> Pete, I love you, man. Wait a minute. Before you cut me off, I yeah. want to talk about uh, uh, hands to the face gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if if you want the, the referees to get better, then you need to hold them accountable. It's not enough for, you know, the, the uh, guy to uh, come in and say, oh, yeah, well, he made the wrong call. I mean, well, so what? You know, so you what you have to do is that you point out who the the guy is to who's incompetent, and then he gets suspended from doing games for a couple of weeks. Then 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 that's how you hold people accountable. But you don't say, well, yeah, they messed up, and if you you bet on the game, well, too bad, that's your problem. But but if you really want to do something, then you identify who who the incompetent is and and suspend him for a couple of games. Then it you know then things might get better. I think, Pete, Pete. uh, that's a great idea. Former Packer Dayton Jones tweeted that out during the game. He said, look, if I screw up, if I wear the wrong equipment, uh, if I make the wrong tackle, I'm going to lose a game paycheck. He goes, why, why did the officials not get fined? Yeah, a game they should page? get fined. I, Pete, I completely agree. Yep. Those, right or wrong, those dudes should be fined uh, in situations Agreed. like that. All right, okay, Leonard's laser beams. How about Nelson? Are you paying attention? Ebo, I know you're sitting down. You guys, I know you're going to be done with this. I don't know if I want to pay attention to this one. The Lords of Leonard. It's better than it's better laser than laser beams. beams. I still think you're all. Well, how's my poll doing? You don't want to look. What are you talking That's about? It's not good for you. Is that, is that what like are the, you talking about? You know, no, it's going down. Now it's, it's only the in the most 80s. One-sided poll in Joe and Ebo history. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. It's our buddy Monte Ball. What's up, my man? Yo! What is going on, fellas? How you guys doing? It's Good, great to have you back. Miss you, uh, we miss you, man. Catch us up, because uh, <laughs> last year you were obviously a regular with us on the round table. Yeah. Y- you did some travel, and do I understand my man is back? I am back, man. Back in Wisconsin. Yeah, man, I decided to come back. 
uh, to pursue a real estate career, my guys. That a boy. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I'm uh, with a name recognition. I think I do pretty well in Madison. Uh, got to pass the exam here. Uh, taking that in about three and a half weeks and going to take off from there. Hey, when, when you're ready to go, I know a guy who can hook you up with some advertising on the number one rated <laughs> radio show in Wisconsin. So give me a call. I'll put you in touch with him, all right? <laughs> Sounds good, man. <laughs> hey, so Monte, in between studying and whatnot, you've been, obviously been keeping up with the Badgers, right? What do you think of the season so far? Oh, absolutely. You know I'm not missing a game, man. <clears throat> you must definitely know I'm not missing a game, but uh, our Badgers are looking good, man. Uh, obviously, that defense is looking unstoppable. I'm trying to sit here and think of a nickname right now. I know Chris Ork. <laughs> The Goose Egg Gang, right? Yeah, the Goose Egg. So I, I came up with Leonard's Laser Beams, and everyone's making fun of me, Monte. <laughs> I mean, I tell you what, man. It's 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 looking like it's going to be a very exciting year. Um, I'm definitely stoked about this team. Yeah, so tell us about, well, I mean, you know, as a running back that had a lot of success, obviously, what's your take <laughs> on Jonathan Taylor and the Heisman chase this year? Man, I'm telling you this, man. I, I actually had somebody ask me yesterday. He said, <laughs> Rank the top three best Badger running backs. I actually, you know, obviously you got Ron Day, of course, and I put Jonathan Taylor right after. Uh, I, I truly believe he's, he, he's, he's, he's chasing greatness, man. He most definitely is. And as for the Heisman chase, uh, that thing is so political. Yeah, like what goes all into it? So I'm glad you exactly. said that. Cause, so, Monte, help me out because you were a Heisman finalist. You said, And by the way, well done. You texted me on Saturday. It's confirmed. You do have 40 touchdowns. Anyone who said 39 your Heisman year is full of crap. You had Ooh. 40 touchdowns. You're a finalist. Melvin Gordon has the second greatest season in the history of a running back and gets yeah. second. So we're trying to put – what does JT have to do this year? Look at what you accomplished and what Melvin accomplished. What does Jonathan Taylor have to do in, in <laughs> retrospect what you guys did? I'm honestly not even I, – I, I don't even know, man, because, yeah, 40 touchdowns is Melvin the second greatest ever. It's like I think JT is going to have to, you know, rush for like 600 yards next game um, and put up like 25 more touchdowns, I think, because the award goes to quarterbacks every single time, and it's kind of frustrating to a lot of running backs and, and former running backs as well because, you know, we put in a lot of work too. And the award states it goes to the best the best team, correct? Yep, yeah. Right now, it's looking like the Badgers are the best team, in my opinion. Yep. And, and John Taylor is looking like the best player in the country. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I, see, the thing is, Monte, you're making way too much sense. And, like, you know, the year, the, you know, like Robert Griffin the third, nice season, but it wasn't a record-setting season. Uh, Marcus Mariota, a nice season, wasn't a record-setting season. I mean, I look at... To be the best player, like, do you do something that you've never seen before? I thought what you and Melvin did, we had never seen before, and potentially Jonathan Taylor's going to have a season that we've that's never seen saying. before. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I, I, I truly believe we are seeing right now Jonathan Taylor do things that no one has ever done before. And, I mean, we're only, what, five, six games in? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's, it's like, come on now. It's like, this guy's got... <laughs> about four to five more games left and it's like he's most definitely going to shatter records continue to take this team to where this team needs to get to and i truly believe this is the year we're going to win the big 10 championship game too uh visiting with former badger great monte ball and you, now you get to that uh, monte and and that's you know hopefully competing for the big 10 and maybe college football playoff i mean mm-hmm. illinois this week we'll just you know that that's like when you when you simulate a game right. on madden because you know you're going to get ah. to the next week so we're going to simulate the illinois win <laughs> Let's move ahead to Ohio State. You know, how big is that game? And if, if if you were a part of this team, you know, what's the mindset going on? Because you know, right, you go into Columbus and win next week, it's now college football playoff or bust. Absolutely. I just had this conversation last night, and I said, uh, 
we go in and beat Ohio State at in Columbus. I'm telling you this right now. This team should jump up to like number two in the rankings, and I know most definitely that will give us you know the firepower that we need to fight for the playoff spot. Absolutely, and I'm, I'm guessing we'll meet Ohio State again in the Big Ten championship game beat them there again, too, and take off from there. But I'm most definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, this weekend against Illinois, like you said, simulation game, uh, kind of just work out the Kings, get our get our second and third string ready to go. But um, against Ohio State, man, I'm going to be glued to the television. Well, Monte, when, when there's a big game like Ohio State coming up, but then you have a cupcake in Illinois where your Badgers are favored by 30-plus points, exactly. what, what goes through the minds of you know the locker room knowing that Ohio State game is looming, is there a look ahead or is it everyone's focused on Illinois? Well you still gotta be focused on you still gotta be focused on Illinois. Um you still gotta you know, obviously give respect to the game that you're gonna play. But uh obviously yeah being favored by thirty points, we obviously are expecting to win, but you still go in, do what you're supposed to do and get out healthy. That's the most important thing. Get out healthy. Yeah. Get the players out healthy. Um keep the uh starters Again, healthy, keep the second string ready to go, third string ready to go, because we're going to need every single player to come off stage. Let me ask you about every that. Uh, let me ask you about that Ohio State game. What do you think of eleven o'clock kickoff? <laughs> I do not like that, man. I, I, I did not like that. I was like, why, why, why are we doing eleven a.m.? Um, but uh, it is what it is. I'm going to wake up early, of course, check it out. And most definitely root for my Badgers, man. I'm most definitely looking forward to the defense. Defense wins championships, and I'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to play in Columbus. Uh, I love it. Uh, Monte Ball uh, with us. Okay, before we let you go, Monte, last week you know we were putting some of the historical uh, John and the Taylor context, and you'll be happy to know you, you made our final four of all-time greats. And when, when you look at you know the maybe the, 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 the Lifetime Achievement Award of Ron Dane versus mm-hmm. the yardage of Melvin versus your touchdowns, what I mean, is there one of the three of you that you identify most with with, with John and Taylor? I mean, does he do you compare him to any of the the three of you uh, with Dane and Melvin and yourself, or is he his own back? I mean, how do you rank him as far as the other historical greats here at Wisconsin? Right, that's a really good question. I think we all were great at our own, you know, things that we did. Uh, I think Ron Dane was most definitely the full package, um, quick feet. Um, he was most definitely a power runner. He can run around you, through you. And it's kind of maybe the same as Jonathan Taylor as well, too. Um, but for me, I think it's kind of hard just to sit here and say, you know, who comes third, <laughs> second, <laughs> or third. I mean, to give respect to Jonathan Taylor, absolutely. I truly believe that Jonathan Taylor, with what he's doing now, he falls right under uh, Ron Dane. I will give him that. Tough for me to say that, of course, I'm biased about what I, what I accomplished, but, you know, just to just to keep things moving and obviously to, to be respectful here, I, I honestly do believe that Jonathan Taylor is. Do you, think your, he, do you think your record will stand for touchdowns? I do, I do. I'm obviously keeping a close eye on that, but if anyone does deserve it, it's most definitely JT. But uh, for right now, it's looking like it's going to stand. Hey, I, I, you know, I, I will vote for you, Monte, in, in any poll you need, brother. I mean, like the only time I ever was going to be able to vote for myself was like senior year, like the, the biggest uh, class clown. I only had a chance to vote for myself once, so I don't know what that experience is like. So you just let me know whenever you need a vote, man. No, yeah, that's all good, man. But JT for sure, number two, man. He's got the speed I never had. So he, he, he's a full package. Hey, well, man, thanks, man. Uh, we're, we're so glad you're back. Uh, we get you out of that uh, Colorado air. You come breathe <laughs> that clean Wisconsin air. Well, let's, uh, let's do it again soon, buddy. Absolutely. Thank you, fellas. I hope, See you, man. hope all is well. Thank you, pal. There he is, Monte Ball. Yeah, I don't think 40 touchdowns is falling in a season.
anytime soon for a running back or wide receiver. So I think you're good there, 28. If you don't like Leonard's laser beams, right? It's not just me, it's everybody. Okay. How about then? Because you said this didn't work for the sound effect. What if I went Leonard's lightsabers? Leonard's lightsabers. I mean, I like the Star I love Star Wars, don't get me wrong. But what does that have to do with defense? I don't know, they're just, they're slicing through the O-line. They're Leonard's lightsabers. They're slicing and dicing. They're cutting you up. Leonard's lightsabers. Uh, I appreciate you trying to, you know, pl placate towards me with my love of Star Wars. I know Wars. you love, right? Just, it just ain't doing it for me. You, you gotta, you gotta get off the, you gotta get off the lasers here. Let's you've been you've been killing you've been hammering it, beating a dead laser horse here for about three hours. It's time to move on. Leonard's lightsaber. It's time to move on from the lasers. All right, I did have one other to the sports. So I'm sure fine. it's great. It is. Uh, how about Leonard's lavish line? Yeah, I knew it was going to be a good one. Nelson, what do you think? Leonard's lavish line. What? What's with the L theme? Everything is L. Because it's Leonard's defensive coordinator. You don't like Leonard Nelson? I'm waiting for a comment. Are you just taking gonna, away? I'm going to quote Brett Favre here. When it comes to the <laughs> for, when it comes to the nicknames, take two weeks off then quit. You said that about my Twitter on Friday. That, yeah, people said worse too. Uh, no, that wasn't Friday. That was Monday. That was Monday. Monday no, no, that was Friday. Sorry. Then Nelson told you to deactivate it. No, I told you to deactivate your Twitter account too. No, you sent me a YouTube. Yeah, how to delete your Twitter account permanently? Yeah, Nelson forever. said I uh, 856 followers need to. Go if you need else. help, I can. I can oh, gladly help you out. I'm good, man. Twitter's hot. Uh, Sean, welcome to the Joe and Ebo show. Gentlemen, what's happening? Gentlemen, what's up, Sean? How you living, brother? Living large. And in charge. Uh, Leonard's love. Leonard's lovely lad. Leonard's lavish line. What the hell? So does that mean are we like affiliated with Peter Griffin's London silly nannies now? <laughs> I mean. It, it's that is, it stands that is out. potentially the worst thing I have ever heard come out of your mouth, Joe, and and it it, it hurts my feelings. It's well, so bad. Imagine sitting here for three hours having to hear it. Oh my God, Hebo, you definitely need some kind. I've of I've never like felt more stabby before in my life. Something. I wish I had a how duct tape. Go, I need a dirty sock and some duct tape. Masculine. We just call them the beatdown crew. I know. I said the exactly what about the brick squad? You know, or the yeah, that's the that's wall of bricks too. You know something? Oh my God, those were horrible, Joe. I, just, <laughs> well, I, I was hey. driving over a bridge on the way to work at the time, and you actually kind of made me contemplate just taking it off, just right off the bridge, just so I don't have to hear anything like that ever well, again. Well, here's Sean. Here's the thing: I had the nickname. I, those all. My first nickname was Le Leonard's Laser Beams, and these two lost their minds. So then I had to go back. Sean, to the if I were you, I would have. I would have driven off the bridge. I would have done it. I would have ended I, it. I, the sweet release Leonard, of death is Leonard's better. Laser beams is bad, but it's not ridiculous. The other one, the other one, you know what, Joe? I'm going to give you a little credit. It's below you. It's beneath what you're capable of. Well, this is the same and guy that Alex is my Palex. Now, I have one kind of off, horrible naming topic question, or kind of wondering what you guys think. I love the way Lazard played, and everyone did, but. Is it just me, or do they need to talk to him and kind of keep him calmed down? Because he was, I think he was right on the borderline of getting some penalties there for, you know, standing over or taunting or whatever. I understand it's his first game and he's tearing it up, but if he's going to be a cog, which it looks like he's going to have to be, the our receivers coach is going to have to work with that kid and calm him down a little bit. All right, guys, have a good day. <laughs> and Joe, Joe, 
do better. Well, okay. don't watch out for those bridges, Sean. Uh, yeah, I don't want you. You know, we, we like you, Sean. Fine. If you don't like that, you, Ebo, you got to give me credit for this one. I'm sure it's a doozy. Bucky's Brute Squad. Okay, see, there you go. Beat it, or I'll call the Brute Squad. I'm on the Brute Squad. You are the Brute Squad. See? Bucky's Brute Squad. There you go. Now you're, going, now you're doing good. What do you guys think? Nelson, you, you finally got... woke up. Bucky's Brute Squad. Three hours and six minutes later, there's a competent answer. Beat it, or I'll call the Brute Squad. I'm on the Brute Squad. You are the Brute Squad. Well done. There you go. There you go. There but you go. You guys, can I, can now, I get it? Now I feel better about today. Can I? Can I? Can we put that one on the winning column? I still yes. don't think it's as good as Leonard's laser beams, but I mean. Again, now I just want to kill myself. Here you, you are the Brute Squad. Bucky's Brute Squad. I just can't do the laser thing anymore. I'd rather die. And as you have to hear it again. As I'm one of the biggest Star Wars fans out there, and I know you. That was the one, one of the first connections we had. Just to be clear, you're not down with Leonard's laser be- uh, lightsabers. No, no, I'm not. It's you got to get off the laser thing. It's bad. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, now we move right. on from the lasers. Uh, <laughs> For the love of God. 608-321-1670. Well, Alan Lazard, to answer your other question, Sean, that was the big topic of yesterday's show, is that you now have, uh, it, assuming Devontae Adams doesn't play again, uh, Oakland or whenever he doesn't come back or does come back, at one point on Monday night, you had four undrafted free agents. That was your wide receiver crew. Mm. <laughs> Mm, mm, you you mm, had mm. Alan Lazard, Geronimo Allison, uh, Darius, Darius Shepard, and Jake Kumro. All four of those guys are undrafted free agents. And by the way, the schools they come from? Iowa State. Iowa State, North, Illinois, North Dakota, Dakota State, State, and UW-Whitewater. The I know, Hawks. I know we like to think Aaron Rodgers is the best, and sometimes... Uh, he 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 can be hard to handle, or he doesn't perform the way we think the greatest of all time should perform. In that, the old expression of the quarterback should make a wide receiver. I get that, but we're again we're talking about four undrafted free agents. Might we might bef- next time before? And I'm not saying Rodgers has been criticized or deserves it after that game. I'm just saying if that's the case for the rest of this season. And there's a game where Rodgers doesn't have four touchdowns or 300 yards, or there are a, a, there's an, an ungaudy stat line. But might might we not want to look at what the Packers are putting on the field currently offensively? Someone needs. I mean, yeah. If you look at it, you're like Jesus, Joseph and Mary. What is going? What the French toast to quote Amon Green? What is going on out there? I, what would you trade? Would you begin willing to give up a first-round pick for somebody? Yeah, we're going to get into the – I mean, the, the, you saw it yesterday. Obviously, a huge day, uh, the Rams training for Jalen Ramsey. So the, the the floodgates, I predict, will start here because I think it's week eight. So we only have like another two weeks, week and a half until the trade deadline. So it's going to start happening. You're going to start seeing trade rumors, and obviously that's one yeah, of them. Yeah, they're already starting to kick off a little bit I too, just you – know? dude, I cannot get over the fact that that, that – it's a miracle they won that game on Monday. Forget about the refs and all that garbage. Forget the booger McFarlane's of the world. To me, the storyline is the game. The Packers won the game with four undrafted free agents playing wide receiver. Yeah, it's it's and none criminal. of them deserve to be in the NFL. None of them. No, I mean Lazard was great in the fourth quarter. I mean, not like he had any action the first, second, or third. Aaron Rodgers called his number. Aaron Rodgers has a rapport with him, and Lazard delivered. True, but you said it yesterday yourself. You said, "What is that a flash in a pan?" Yeah, it's been two and a half years. If Alan Lazard's, what what happened? Where 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 has dude been? 
You either you have, have it or you don't in this league. Um, looks like he had it a little bit. I got. I hope Devonte Adams tells us <laughs> healing up a little more. We need Devonte. Um, what Geronimo Allison is he in concussion protocol? I know he's getting tested for yeah. that in a chest injury. Then you got Marquez Valdez Scantling. He folded like a launcher out in that game when he got hit, but he came back in and had oh. what a forty. What do you have? Forty some yards. So. Yeah, forty five. I mean, Marquez can be a, a potentially number two, but have you really seen it? Yeah. No, that's a good point. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Mike, welcome to the Joe Ebo Show. Hey guys, long time no talk. Hey, <laughs> how you been, brother? Hey, listen, I'm sorry. I don't mean to take up the time and, and take other people's calls away by oh. by calling twice. Go for it. You're good. I wanted you're to good. say I'm in the area where I can listen now. But here, here, guys, here's I'm going to put something in perspective here, and it's not to take anything away from the Packers. We're five and one. Okay, uh, the defense is what has saved our rear end this year. Okay, the offense has been less than stellar by far. We played a, a Detroit team who has a very suspect defense. They are not a good defensive team. Offensively, they can score on you. That shows you that our defense shut them down, held them to five field goals. That being said, you've got uh, you know you got the greatest quarterback to ever put on a uniform, and Aaron Rodgers, and you have a guy who's who can make anybody around him better. So just keep that in mind, and remember this. Uh, Tom Brady was what a fourth or fifth round pick, sixth. Um, and look at what the Patriots do, you guys. If, if anybody, we we should watch and model ourselves after the Patriots. That team, what they can do with players, they get a guy that goes down with an injury, and they plug somebody in, a no name guy, and the guy performs. And why is that? Because the team around him is good. And you got another great quarterback in Tom Brady. Uh, guys, the quarterback makes the receiver better. I don't care what anybody says. Um, he, Aaron Rodgers is making everybody better around him. That's the bottom line. And then Mike said so. Thank you, uh, Mike. Uh, I, I think I everyone's trying it. to model themselves after the Patriots, by the way. I think, um, well, it, I think everyone wants to do well, that. Well, but how many times have we said? You, you throw out the Patriots because they're, they're just at another frequency, and then you start with the other 31 teams. So – the comparison for Green Bay isn't to the New England. The comparison to Green Bay is like Pittsburgh, uh, the Rams, the Eagles, you know, the Seahawks, the Chiefs, teams that have been good here for the last five, ten years. Because to compare yourself to the Patriots, that's impossible. Yeah. You know, there's only one Patriots. There only will ever be one Patriots. So we know that there's a problem at the wide receiver position. Devontae Adams tweeted out yesterday, our one-two punch at running back is the filthiest, and if you disagree, well, you're on meth. <laughs> I saw that. Do you agree that Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams are the best one-two punch in the NFL? The, the Packers right now are a run-first team. Yeah. Look at the games. They're a run-first team. Then you throw, and then you know the defense is awesome. But is the one-two punch at Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, is that the best in the league, as Devontae say, or are we all smoking meth? Well, I, I certainly, I mean, I, 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 you know, I value my teeth, uh, so I, I, you know, and, and meth's illegal, I believe, so I, I definitely don't want to be accused of, of smoking meth. Uh, let's see, best one-two punch. Oh, boy, that's a good, I mean, let's see, go down, Who's who's got a good set of, I mean, New England's got four or five, I don't think any of them are superstars. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, Damian Williams, they look garbage for Well, I mean, the Ravens, City. their quarterbacks are running back. Well, if you count him and Mark Ingram, that would be better. But technically, he's a quarterback. But point well taken, Evo. That was a joke. Uh, let's see. Would you take Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon over Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones? That's a pretty good one-two yeah, punch. Good 
I, I don't know, man. I really like that punch. Of what about the Eagles? They Jones have a ton of running backs as well. Uh, Sanders, Jordan Howard, Corey Clement, Darren Sproles. Um, I, I mean, they might. Yeah, they're up there. It's, San Francisco's got a ton of guys as well. Tevin I, I Coleman. Would, they got a one, two, three Matt part. Do, but I, I think I would take I would take Jones and Williams over the 49ers best two, wouldn't you? Jones and Jones had the phenomenal game against the Cowboys. Just think if you would have caught that pass and not fumbled the, you know, against the the Lions, how great that would have been. And then you couple that with Jamal Williams. I know Nelson is all pissed off about Jamal Williams not scoring that touchdown because he bet on well, we all bet on the game and the Packers to cover, but Jamal Williams was a beast. He was a beast against what the about, Lions. I know the Cleveland Browns hasn't haven't been able to use one hundred percent of their backfield, but uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Well, he's not there. Yeah, you'd have to, but you're gonna have to wait and see what Kareem Hunt is. Now, now that would definitely be the one. Yeah, in week two, he's back in two weeks. Like different kind of punch. Um, jeez, I know. Uh, more of a kick. Um, wow, you guys. Uh, okay, he did it. That's what happened. Mark Ingram is now gone. So I mean, I would have said Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, but Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. I mean, Kamara is ridiculous, but where you know does because he's so good, he's like an A plus, and Murray's like a C. Do you average those two? Is that better than than Jones and Williams, who are both like B B pluses? Who's better? If like Kamara, one of the top three running backs, and Murray, who's a decent backup, or two. You know, really good running backs in, in Jones and Williams. I don't think Jones or Williams, either one of them, are as good as Kamara, but they're both better than Latavius uh, Aaron Murray. Jones has explosiveness like Kamara does. Yeah, but I mean... We saw it against Cowboys. Um, you, you'd rather take Alvin Kamara over Aaron Jones. Well, yeah, right, because he's, you know... He, I guess, but Aaron Jones has got the potential to be just like him. It could be. I mean, look, it could be the... I mean, DeMonte might not be a, that far. It might be the best one-two punch right I mean, now. I know he's doing it because it's his teammates, but... But I'm serious. They're, like, they're up there. Name a better. I, I'm. Pa- I think it's just hard to grasp. But the Packers are essentially a team that is more driven by Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams than their wide receivers. Bengals are a terrible team, but they do have Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard. Um, Gio. Yeah. Uh, see, I mean, Chris Carson's having a really good year for the Seahawks. Rashad Penny's pretty good. I don't know. Maybe I would. T- I'd probably take Jones and Williams though. Uh, over that, I gotta. I, I gotta work on. Uh, I got. I'd give them top five. I don't know if I can go number one. So just to be clear, you you guys do like Bucky's Brute Squad? Yes. You did well on that one. Uh, don't don't ruin it now because I got a feeling you're gonna ruin it. What? I'm just, just got no one knowing you for all these years. I got a feeling you're gonna uh, ruin it. <laughs> Leonard's Might as well stop in your head. Leonard, Leonard's here it comes. <laughs> Leonard's liquid. Terrible. Leonard's liquid line. Nelson. Sounds like they got Sounds the like They're always they're fluid. Sounds like there wasn't a diarrhea commercial that plays here. <laughs> diarrhea. I knew you're gonna. I knew you're gonna crap the bed on. That you don't one. like Leonard's liquid lime? No. Uh, the just, luxurious. I said Leonard. just stop on your head, but you won't. Keep going. <laughs> the luxurious Leonard. No. Leopards. No. Leonard's luxurious leopards. It's terrible. Oh, Nelson. Sounds like a club you go to. You got to turn your mic back on. To ask the listeners with uh, trying to come up with a nickname, we'll let you struggle with the Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones tandem nickname. We'll let you do your own thing. Ooh, that could be tomorrow's show. Put that on the future file. I think Leonard's Luxurious Leopards is not bad. I, I like Bucky's Brute Squad better, though. Uh, no Heart Nelson says, Joe's nicknames are so bad they make Nelson's takes look good. <laughs> oh, that is... Have I ever been a number one seed? No Heart Nelson? I don't think so. 
because you were never good enough to be a number one seed. <laughs>